Welcome to the Alex Merced Cast, where Alex Merced of alexmerced.com brings you principled, thoughtful, libertarian commentary on issues that matter. everybody, you're listening to the Alex Merced cast, and this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com. It's been a while since I've been doing interviews on the show, life's kept me busy, and I've really sat down to kind of interview people, but over the next several weeks, we'll be having a string of interviews uh, that I hope you guys all really enjoy. Um, today, we're going to have Michael Heiss from the Mises Caucus on. Uh, next week, we'll be having Larry Sharp on. Uh, you guys all know who Larry Sharp is, and then Carrie Bittner, who's all, who's was heavily involved, is heavily involved in Larry Sharp's efforts and trying to register 100,000 New Yorkers in New York. We'll have her on soon as well. So a lot of really great stuff to look forward to. But now, okay. So speaking of Michael Heiss, our guest, he is one of the founders of an organization called the Mises Caucus. Now, for those who don't understand what a caucus is, a caucus is generally an informal group within a political party. So whether you're uh, talking about the Democrats, the Republicans, or the Libertarian Party, there are different groups within every party that kind of want to steer the party in different directions or want to make sure that they give voice to certain issues or organize certain things. And what they do is like-minded fellows organize together and they form caucuses. The Mises Caucus is definitely one of the newer, but also one of the more consequential caucuses within the Libertarian Party. So, um, Mike, thank you for being on the show today. Talk a little bit about sort of what is the Mises Caucus? What is the Mises Caucus trying to do? So the main thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to give a home within the Libertarian Party uh, or establish a home for the, in the Libertarian Party for what we would call the Austro-Libertarian stance. That is um, very strong, staunchly anti-war, focused on Austrian economic theory. Um, so kind of if you almost like if you could uh, summarize Ron Paul's campaign is end the Fed and the wars. That's the uh, the tone that we're trying to hit. So it's it's to give a home to that voice within the, uh, the the Libertarian Party to bring the Ron Paul Revolution into the Libertarian Party and to have our voice heard and to help can get candidates elected while also pushing the, the Libertarian Party itself in the Austro Libertarian direction. Got it. And sort of what kind of projects have you has the BC's caucus been undertaking um, at the current moment? So the the big thing that I'm very very proud of is that we just launched what's called Mises Pack. Um, now Mises Pack is a hybrid pack, which is to say that it's uh, it's a political action committee, one committee, two bank accounts, um, and each one of those bank accounts serves distinct functions. So like one of them is what's called a traditional federal pack, and the other one is a super pack. And so what we're going to do is with the federal pack side, that's where all of our fundraising as of yet has gone. Um, is the goal is to uh, identify principled viable candidates that are running at the local and county level and uh, give them direct financial assistance. That's that's the point of the direct uh, the traditional uh, federal pack. The super pack. What we want to do is uh, we kind of want to emulate what op what uh, Young Americans for Liberty does with Operation Win at the Door, and what that is is it's a program where they go through their process to um, find House, house uh, candidates at the state level uh, to support, and once they do that, they will pay uh, a group of students, and they will pay their living expenses to move out to the area, the district that that uh, candidate is in, to knock on you know, some number of doors, could be 30,000 doors, and to knock on them three times, and uh, they've had a good bit of success doing this. So I kind of want to emulate something like that, but with the caveat being that um, 
because we are focused primarily on local and county candidates, I don't think that strategy makes sense for the most part with uh, with campaigns. I mean, it will with some campaigns, like the Mahatory campaign, it would, because that's even though that's a local level race, it's for a major city. Um, but I think the scale of it is too small for something like that. So more than campaigns, we want to do it for causes. So ballot initiative uh, projects, lobbying projects to pass liberty-based uh, legislation, again, at the primarily at the local level, but also at the state level where, where we can jump in the fray and help. Got it. And is there any particular sort of ballot initiatives uh, recently or oncoming that kind of exemplify the kind of initiatives that you guys would be supporting? So on our website, lpmesescaucus.com, there's a page on there that I would uh, I would recommend everybody check out called Our Actions. Um, and on the Our Actions page is a list of a whole bunch of different uh, pieces of legislation that are listed for both local, state, and some pie-in-the-sky federal stuff that we're not going to get done, but we stand by nonetheless. Um, and those are basically the pool of actions that, uh, that we want our organizers to, to pick from and carry out. So there's stuff in, on there from weed decriminalization to gold and, at the local level to uh, gold and silver legalization at the, the, the state level to, again, the local level preventing uh, police from enforcing federal gun control laws. Um, so really it, it makes use of issue coalitions, which is where I think we can build a lot of bridges. Um, a, local, or a, a recent uh, one that we were involved in that, again, I'm very proud of, is uh, we had gotten involved with the effort in Denver, Colorado, to um, decriminalize psilocybin. And uh, I had gotten in touch with the executive director of that effort before it was ever on the ballot. And uh, I was disappointed when he told me that I was the first libertarian to have reached out to him. So uh, I, I pulled some strings and, and got him on some libertarian podcasts, which then got him in front of the Libertarian po Party of Colorado, uh, who you know passed a resolution to support. Uh, and he was able to actually pick up some libertarian volunteers that helped knock on doors, help get on the ballot, help after uh, it was on the ballot to get the word out for people to vote. And uh, when the vote came down, it passed by less than 2,000 votes, and it actually uh, needed every single vote that it could get. I mean, the media ran with it as if it failed before the absentee ballots came back, which covered the gap. Um, but when you're talking about a margin as slim as that, I got to think that um, that our effort helped pass it. And, you know, there's ripple effects that come with these types of efforts, because in my, my last phone call with the guy, with the executive director, which was about three weeks ago, he told me that, that he's identifying himself as a libertarian now. So there's influence all over the place. And now, you know, the another ripple effect that's come off of that is that paved the way for another initiative in, in Oakland. So Oakland actually uh, passed it. This wasn't an initiative. This was actually the city council that just straight up passed it. But um, they passed a measure and up the ante and not only decriminalized psilocybin mushrooms, but they decriminalized all natural psychedelics. Uh, and I just read an article the other day that there's 80 groups, at least, that have reached out to the group that put that effort forward and to get information, to get the language, to find out how they did it. So this is now turning into a hopefully a nationwide effort from the bottom up that we helped with the first effort. And we now have a foot, uh, a foot in the door to help with that effort around the country. Got it. That's very nice. Now you also mentioned Amaj Trey as a kind of candidate who um, the kind of efforts that you guys are talking about could help. Tell us a little bit about the Amaj Trey campaign. Yeah. So Amaj Trey, I'm, I'm sure most of your audience knows he's the founder of uh, black guns matter, which is an organization that, um, 
Maj is from North Philly, and what they what he does is he crowdfunds money to set up workshops in inner city areas around the country to talk to people about gun rights, gun history, gun safety, conflict resolution. And it's really important because he's going to these areas that no other uh, Second Amendment organization is going to. I mean, the NRA is not going to, to, to Compton. That's not happening. Like, that, that, and it's not going to happen. Um, they're, they're not going into North Philly. They're not going into Chicago. They don't care about these areas. Um, and there's there's somewhat of a culture gap in some of these areas with the topic of guns, with how the communities in those areas might think about it versus how you and me as libertarians might think about it. And Maj is bridging that gap because there's there is some conversation in those areas where they feel like, oh, because the some people feel like, oh, because the, the second well, the Constitution and including the Second Amendment was written by slave owners, that it was never for them. And, oh, if we arm ourselves, we're just going to get shot more by the police and and things like this that maybe you and me can't relate to. And um, so Maj is really big on this idea of getting people like himself from those communities that where that the communities trust to be able to take our message into those areas. And he's having a lot of success with that with his campaign. He's running for uh, city council at large, and it's actually a very viable opportunity because um, at least based on the 2015 numbers, which is the last time there was a, a city council race, um, 35,000 votes would have gotten a third-party candidate into the uh, into the seat, and it's the fifth largest city in the country. That would be really cool. That would certainly be really cool to get Marjorie as a city council member over there in Philly. Um, now, is there any other campaigns of similar size or whatnot that you're aware of that you found, have you found interesting? Yeah, so we, we've got uh, at least four candidates. I mean, jo so Joshua Smith, he, uh, he's a member of the LNC uh, at large. He's actually also our candidate guy. So he is um, vetting some candidates. And, you know, we want to, because we're playing with donor money, the, the, the issue of viability comes in. So we can't just be willy-nilly. But we have at least four other candidates that we're looking at. So Robert Least in uh, Ohio is one of them. Eric Mulder in Colorado is one of them. Uh, and there's a few others, but we're we're still looking over. I mean, these are going to be for the November election, so we have time. But the the good news is is with elections like this, um, you know, we're we're close to bringing into a thousand dollars a month to our candidate support account. And let's say we did a thousand dollars a month to a candidate, a thousand dollars a month in a city council race, depending on you know the size of the 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 city or the the municipality, that's a game changer. I mean. I, I talked to a couple people who felt that if they got a thousand dollars, it could be a game changer. So it, it, it's really utilizing our resources and our focus at the areas where we can and do win and where we need to build up. And what I love about this is that it, it kind of fills into two holes that the that the party has. One, there's not much infrastructure in the party. Um, so we get to kind of fill that role uh, of, of being some vital infrastructure. And strategically, when you talk to members of the Libertarian Party, this is what they all say they want. And this is what they all say that that the Libertarian Party should be doing is focusing on the local level and, and building up from there. So uh, we that's what we're doing. And that's what we're raising money to do, at least on the uh, traditional PAC side. OK, gotcha. And then now with after the November election, of course, everyone's focus is going to be sort of, uh, well, 2020 and the presidential elections and all the, that means a lot of local races, a lot of statewide races, a lot of races at all levels. 
So what has been, has there been any discussion about what 2020 plans will be for the Mises caucus? It's still so uncertain. I mean, we, we have a slate of, of candidates running right now um, for the uh, Libertarian Party, but it's still early and there's still, you know, rumblings of, oh, will Amash run or not? Oh, will Jacob Hornberger run or not? And um, I think I think both of those people would be people who are popular with the Ron Paul wing of the movement, <laughs> let's say, which is who our primary targets are. So, you know, I, I don't want to take any sides on the presidential thing right now. Um, but uh, those are two people that I think would be very popular. Um, of the current candidates, Kim Ruff is is pretty well respected. Um, but my plan is generally to focus on the local the local campaigns still while that's going on. I mean, my personal opinion, I know some people disagree, is um, I think if Amash were to run theoretically, that it would almost be the best of both worlds. It would be what the Prags were trying to go for, the Pragmatics were trying to go for with Gary Johnson and Bill Weld with the name recognition thing. But he would have, in my opinion, the the principles that they lack. But again, I'm, I'm speaking as an individual right now and not the not the caucus. Um, but yeah, I, I in some ways I'm kind of looking forward to not being consumed by the presidential election. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then what kind of things should people check out as um, far as the Mises Caucus? So if you were to tell them to go online or to an event uh, and anything else that you want to kind of point them to, what would that be? Well, I guess I'll end with our websites, but first I'll, I'll mention some of the other projects that we're working on. So, you know, I, I already mentioned the um, the use of the pack and how we're going to support and the uh, candidates on one side and the causes on the other. And let me add to that that um, – on the cause side of things, we're actually partnered up with the uh, the 10th Amendment Center um, and working with them. And they're actually in the middle of making some training videos on, you know, how to how to start a ballot initiative, how to how to form a coalition. You know, what, what kind of you know, how you should call your representative and, and uh, uh, conduct yourself and what points you should hit and stuff like that. So they're actually making training videos for us. Um, they're putting them out themselves, but it was something that I requested and, and they're now doing. So that's going to be a big help. Um, we're going to be doing a table at the bubble documentary in New York. Uh, I guess it's next week. Um, and then we're also going to be tabling at the Soho forum in New York with uh, the debate between Dave Smith and uh, uh, Nick Sarwark. And we're also looking at doing a fundraiser after party for that event. So that's a lot of fun. Um, we're looking at rolling out a, uh, a monthly, at least a monthly, original content series called Ask an Austrian. So what that is is we've actually recruited four people, um, four, four economist fellows and senior fellows from the Mises Institute who uh, will answer questions about Austrian economics and uh, you know libertarian ethics and libertarian theory as we raise those questions from our audience. And uh, they'll answer them on camera, and we'll, we'll put that out. So that's another cool project. I'm hoping to start that monthly and it, depending on how well it goes, maybe make it bi biweekly. Um, and then the other thing that we're working on is we're looking at September 21st, which is what the UN designates as uh, uh, the International Day of Peace. We're looking at doing a rally, uh, a, a pro-peace rally in D.C. called uh, Peace Over Politics. And the idea here is that we want to get speakers – from uh, anti-war speakers from left, right, and libertarian 
to come together and we're going to try to keep it equal, you know, two, two speakers from each camp um, and have them come together and put our differences aside and focus on the anti-war thing to try to kick up that movement again, because it's very badly needed. I mean, we all see what's what's at stake with the Iran thing and the saber rattling that's going on there and uh, just the absolute travesty that's happening in Yemen. Um, you know, there's still drones and, and being dropped all over the place. There's still mercenaries that are hired on our behalf all over the place. Um, so the war machine is very much so active and we have to stand against that. And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a melting pot in both the speakers and the audience. So, you know, I, I keep telling people that what I think is going to be funny about it is that, you know, the, the right wing people and the libertarians are going to have to deal with the fact that they're going to hear some probably going to hear some, some anti-capitalist stuff from the left wing speakers. The left and the libertarians are going to have to deal with the fact that they're probably might going to hear some, you know, uh, lifestyle stuff from from the right wing. And then the left and the right are going to have to deal with the fact that they're going to hear some anti-government stuff from us. And uh, everyone's just going to have to suck it up and, and come together. Oh, in peace. So I, I look forward to the the weird audience that that's going to draw. Um, but yeah, those are the, moment, the the big things. In addition to, uh, we have over forty organizers around the the country. So I guess this is where I'll I'll get into my links. Um, if you go into uh, lpmesescaucus.com, um, you can see our content there. We're putting out content, so please check that out and and put your email in our pop up so you can get updates on. Uh, what we're doing on the ground, uh, newsletters, all that kind of stuff. And we're giving that information to our organizers to recruit people and get the our action stuff done. And, uh, you know, if you're new to the Libertarian Party, if you're new to party politics, if you're new to politics at all, there's another page that's very useful on there called the Beginner's Guide to the LP. So that'll, that'll give you a, an idea of the structure of the LP at all three levels. It'll give you an idea of some the most important aspects of Robert's rules that you're going to need to know for going to meetings um, and just give people a sense of direction. Because I think when people come in, things can seem so daunting that they don't know where to start. So they never do. Um, so trying to solve that. And then I guess the other look for our group on Facebook. That's where majority of our action is the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. Um, and then lastly, MisesPack.com. Um, and you'll find a donor form there and you can either make a one time donation uh, or you can make a recurring donation of as little as five dollars a month. Uh, and it all helps. It all helps us form a budget and, and get that money out to uh, candidates. Awesome. And uh, thanks for being on the show today, Mike. And um, good luck with all, all the stuff coming up. I know uh, hopefully we'll be able to make it out to the bubble documentary this Friday. And uh, I'm sure we'll cross. Thank you for listening to the Alex Merced cast. Learn more at alexmerced.com, libertarian101.com, and libertarianwingmedia.com. Follow Alex Merced on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.